Welcome to the Blue Eye Mafia Podcast, brought to you by Strikeforce Energy. This is Winston Churchill, and I just put some of this into my anus. Or, I should say, my maid put some of this into my anus, and it's amazing. It's actually gradually slow-sobering me up. I'm sitting here today with Arnold Schwarzenegger. How are you doing today, sir? Just fine. I'm really doing good today. You know, I would like to tell you that my maid, she's here. She took some of that strike force in the pussy and made a little Mexican child. He's not mine. I just want to let Maria Schreiber... And all of the other little blue head bastards that I fucking procreated. Not really me. Because you know what? I know that she was fucking other men because my balls had no sperm because of all these steroids. So I, fuck you, Maria. You know, I want to fuck all the maids. No, I know they're all guys now. Fuck you. You think you, 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 think you want? I play tricks on you. I fuck them too. <laughs> Who would have ever guessed? Oh, yeah, back to Strike Force. It's number one energy. When I want to get the pump on in the iron, in the gym, in the eye, I just fucking put it in. You know, I mix it with my opioids and my steroids. Mostly, mostly with my Durandabal. Durandabal, he makes me so strong with this Strike Force. And then I drink it with my pre workout. Fuck that. No, I use both. I don't just do the one. Some people, some pussies like to say, oh, you can take it instead of pre-workout. I say, fuck that. I mix the powder, strike force, no water, just fucking straight. It burns my fucking throat, though. <laughs> yeah, it's the best, by the way. It is the best. Because you fucking need to get to the chopper. You need to get cases of it. We need to take it up in the sky. And we need to drop it on Los Angeles. We need to drop it on San Francisco, Sacramento, <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Mexico, because I'm getting this. <laughs> I'm getting this Spanish accent in here. It's because all the maids to, I've been fucking. I was going to say, when I, I, Arnold, that you are starting to sound as if you were Hispanic. And also, I I'm, sucked enough dicks to be Hispanic, technically. I'm so confused. I thought this guy, I'm not sure this strike force is actually sobering me up. Did you just accidentally drink your whiskey straight? Let's sing our whiskey. Of course I drink my whiskey straight, just like I take cocks. This has been the most R-rated introduction that I've ever heard. I was not expecting such... Fuck you. You know you were (laughs) fucking Hitler back in the day. Looking. You and him will try to make those blue-eyed bitches. But yeah, I made them with Maria, but it wasn't me. It was a fucking other guy. Are you making fun of the name of this podcast? The Blue Eye Mafia Podcast is no, not to be made fun to of. Do with it, actually. <laughs> I'm so confused. Look, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you are... Did you just call me a nigga? What? Did, did you just call me... A short nigger. <laughs> I did not call you a short nigger. I called <laughs> you short nigger. <laughs> you call me short nigger? I'll fucking dare you. I'll take you and I'll put you in the ground. Yeah, you don't even keep making... Ah! If anybody is offended yet, don't <laughs> worry. The rest of the podcast is going to be just as bad. Oh, it's going to be so great. Me and the you kindergarten are quite kids. a cross man, Mr. Schwarzenegger. And I have Stop to calling say- me Schwarzenegger! <laughs> I'm not a short nigger! I, I'm very tall, five foot seven! I was reading your name off the paper, Schwarzenegger, and I think that you should be a little less sensitive because considering I am an alcoholic and I'm not quite sure what I say right now. Do you understand what I'm saying, dude, Mr. Schwarzenegger? You to the chopper? Why would I go to a sh- uh, to what? What were we talking about? Why did you even invite me to this shithole of a fucking 
Because we're supposed to talk about strike force energy and how much it makes you alive. Right now, I was in the grave and Mr. Mr. Robert from the podcast came and shoved his pouch into my mouth and then he put strike force into my that mouth. That was no pouch. It was no pouch you put in your mouth. That, huh? d- listen to what I'm saying, Schwarzenegger. And Stop calling me the Schwarzenegger! <laughs> and I said, he put his pouch into my mouth and then he put strike force into my mouth in that order and then I came back from the dead. This is me reanimated by strike force energy which you can get from strikeforceenergy.com All you have to do is enter the promo code Blue Eye Mafia B-L-U-I-M-A-F-I-A and you will get 20% off. Enjoy the strike force and enjoy this podcast. It's the greatest thing mankind has ever encountered. What what are you doing on your phone? Thank you, Winston. Thank you, Arnold, for yeah. This is the job is yeah. You can okay, Arnold. Get the fuck out of here. You said the n word. Quite a lot. I don't use that kind of language. I'm the governor of California. We're all inclusive. The Mexicans, the wetbacks, the Chinese Asians, the chinks, the Germans, the quacks, the spigs. We all get to the chopper when there's a big fire. And we don't care. We don't push our way to the front. I'm always in the front, so no one pushes me. They know who to follow. (laughs) Okay, so, well, that was a good intro. Um, before we get into the show today, I'd like to do our shout-out to... I felt like it was repetitive. I feel like it was. You said a lot of racial slurs, Schwarzenegger. You seem to be quite racist. In fact, I think you couldn't run for president. Not only because... Not only because... <laughs> stop showing me memes. <laughs> not only... Uh-uh. Right above the picture of the Civic. Zachary, can you move <laughs> oh gosh, damn it. He showed me a meme of a civic. Somebody said, Can anybody Photoshop this to make it look black? And they photoshopped it into being beaten by police <laughs> in riot gear. Um actually speaking of police. racial stuff, that's a really good uh that's a really good intro start to this podcast because the first topic I had up for today ah not topic, we're not CNN, we don't do a panel. Um Crap, I'm losing my place. Shit, we're going to... This is this is a mess. Did, did that... Jorge watches while Tom can't stop his wheelchair and rolls off the rails. Jorge would do something, but he knows he can't cross the yellow line. Well done, Jorge. <laughs> Jorge is watching a kid go onto the train tracks in a wheelchair. That's <clears throat> fucked up. And it doesn't, it doesn't translate when I read it. Um, But actually, what I wanted to bring up uh, to start this one off, um, oh, uh, shout outs before we get into anything. Uh, Sofa King Podcast, check them out. Uh, Sofa King Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. They are uh, our mentors, a great podcast. They don't necessarily endorse or agree with the views that we express on the show, but they are awesome. And uh, Brad, um, Brent, Sucks, and Dick. Dave. <sighs> so mean to Brad. Um, are amazing. It's three normal dudes that started a podcast that's done amazingly well. They have well over a million downloads. Actually, I think shit, who knows how many they're getting the 200 episodes in, but they cover serial killers, historical figures, cults, conspiracy theories. They're freaking awesome. Uh, and they do a great job. Check them out. SofaKingPodcast.com. Uh, they are amazing. They are a, were one of our inspirations for even starting this thing and believing that we could do it. So check them out. They're great. And Breakers Podcast, uh, one of the Sofa King family podcasts. They're great. It's a, a dystopian future after uh, an epidemic of a virus. It's kind of akin to The Walking Dead, but it's unique and original. Breakers Podcast. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, their website, breakerspodcast.com, and MySpace as a joke mm. or goof. Who knows? MySpace is worth talking. 
Anyways, what I was going to say is coming into the beginning of this podcast, we're going to talk about something that's going to turn a lot of you off to this podcast, which is um, uh, uh, something Arnold Schwarzenegger recently alluded to, which was the N-word. So what I want to do is get, is talk about Lucas Joyner first, uh, because that's kind of where, why I thought of this and came up with this line of topic. Um, and uh, oh, what's the Dad Reacts uh, channel on YouTube? The big the black dad with his son? What is the niggas called? in the black brick wall? No. Uh, well, <laughs> we went off the rails already. No. Um, hold on. I'm going to look him up real quick. So Lucas Joyner has this, pr- this uh, song out. And if you don't know who Lucas Joyner is, he's a rapper, YouTube. He, it, he's a YouTube rapper, right? That's kind of what he's famous from. Kind of like a logic. His song. Yeah. Um, just we've already played the beginning of this song before on the podcast. Fast forward it. Respect, I don't have pity for you, black. Okay. No, 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 no. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Just fucking pause it. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna play the whole song, front to back, but we're gonna stop it every thirty seconds and talk about what we just heard. Which is going to lead us into... Do you want me to stop it on 30 seconds or 29 seconds? 29. 29. 29. Like Just stop it on 29. Look, look, Arnold. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Just stop it at 29 seconds and we're going to talk about what we just heard. Because, Okay, what, what I was going to say, though, as, as a preview to this, is that Lucas Joyner is now my favorite rapper, even over Eminem, who used to be my favorite Eminem's rapper. Eminem's new album's horrible, by the way. Yeah, it's not good. Even Ben's girlfriend hates it. I was reading a, a review on it, and the guy was talking about some of the problems like he's had musically before, like some of the beats and stuff being a little whack, and and his opinion, and it was a li- super liberal guy that was writing this article. His opinion was, even though some of his intent was right with the album, he's like, it's the first horrible album he's ever made. Really? He's like, it's dog shit. He's like, the beats are overwhelming. And I listened to a couple of the songs that the guy talked about, like the Alicia Keys one. And it kind of is true. Like the beats like drowned out everything yes. else. But M just doesn't sound the same. Like it doesn't. Ben, what did Ben's girlfriend? Ben Eminem's girlfriend like, was like, I don't want to hear his political views. I want to hear him talking about beating the shit out of his mom. And burying her. That's what Eminem's known for. Yeah. Not his views. Not and Nobody well, gives and that's one of the weird things about it too is like he's gone now to this social justice fucking and it's like what are you yeah. doing dude no rapper is supposed to go this deep like you're not supposed not deep in a good way but deep in a way of like yeah he's become a, it's it's a purely political album for yeah. the most part well kind of i couldn't even no, listen to it honestly. kind of some of the songs are not but that's one of the problems is the songs jump back and forth between different themes and that's one of the problems a guy had with the album too is he said it's a mess like he's like it's all scattered it doesn't make sense like, I feel like he released it way really early. really good if album I mean honest yeah well Trump hasn't done that much yet like you don't have No I feel like he released it way early to because of that skit the rap bat thing he did against Trump yeah. and everybody loved it and to try to keep himself in the limelight Yeah released well he obviously had been working on it though i think no i think it's 17 songs deep though i think you know how easy it is for people to write songs for him it's not that fucking hard that's why they suck i was gonna say they threw these they threw half of these i guarantee this album wasn't supposed to come out that was one of the other things i can't remember the name of the producer but it's one of the producers he's been using forever Mm -hmm. and he's considered like the worst mainstream producer for beats Oh. Like period, and he's one of the reason that he has such a high sample of uh, drums and snares, which in some of his songs, like the music, the moment you want it, don't ever let it go. That song, those that that beat actually is fucking legit. Like it's great, but when you overdo it and you use it in songs that aren't in that same kind of tempo, that same kind of beat, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Well, really- if I if I'm being completely honest, I'm never liked any of his albums from front to back. I like probably four songs per album. Curtain Call. I like that front to back. I just... but the, I like Curtain Call front to back. Yeah. I, I, he, you didn't? Really? But that one's... Ah, that one had some good... That was pretty solid. Other than, other than that one, Marshall Mathers, the LP, the original LP, that one's okay, but it does have weak tracks. 
But then after that, like, anyways, what was recovery, your point, in my opinion, relapse was terrible. What I was hated your point? that album. Um, my point was, uh, oh, just that that album's just kind of yeah. shit. Like, so what were you? What, so my point was, is that prior to that, Eminem was one of my, mm. some of his older stuff is some of my favorite rap albums. Yeah, yeah. Well, right? he has some amazing pump up songs. Yeah, like I, I, I have enjoyed Eminem. Uh, you know, uh, Jedi Mind Tricks has a couple songs that I really like. Um, and shit, Nelly is the other one that I can. And I know that a lot of people laugh at that, but the same person that's laughing at that loved fucking Ludacris, who had the lyric "popping like Orville Redenbacher." So I don't know how you can judge me when. You were down with fucking Ludacris and Snoop Dogg. No, it's more because you're like the Jedi penis. mind tricks. <laughs> that you're like Nelly. Yeah. So what? I have diverse tastes. You like Jedi mind tricks and Ja Rule. So yeah, I like everybody though. Afro man, I like Afro man because it got high. Because it got high. Anyways, do no, you want me to so, play this fucking song or no, what? No, wait. So I want to. No, we have to. We have to kind of lead. Hurry. Um, so what I was going to say is every 30 seconds, we pause it and talk about this song. Exactly. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about Lucas Joyner for a second. Okay. Who is a rapper, YouTube rapper, kind of like a logic. Some of these other guys that are famous. Uh, well, what's the, um, what's the biggest His name is Joyner Lucas, by the way, J O Y N E R L U C A S. I wrote it. Wrote it wrong in my notes. Joiner Lucas. Joiner Lucas. My apologies. His one album is 508, 507, 2209. And in, he's in the vein of like a Logic or a Chance the Rapper, kind of a, a independent no, not rapper. Chance the Rapper, but sure. Chances of fucking independent rapper. They're not in the same vein, though. No, no. I meant as far as not being a big label production. I didn't mean this style. He'd be, uh, no, he'd be more like uh, Logic or Tech Nine or yeah, some Tech of those Nine. guys. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Chance the Rapper is different because his best friends are like Drake and shit. Yeah, but so, after no, no, he no. got famous on SoundCloud. No, they were always his friends. Oh, I didn't know that. They just okay. he never uh, signed on some grand deals fucking. So he just decided to do it. Yeah, but I'm just saying independent. They're but not it, part of a big I, label. They I, weren't brought up yeah. by Jay-Z, P. Diddy. But these other guys really had Dr. to work. Dre. Whereas Chance the Rapper is good, but he's had a little bit of, it's kind of a squirrely thing. Is he good thing. though? He's all right. My point is, no, no, no. My point is. I don't, dig, I don't dig Chance the Rapper. I don't like him either. I like Logic. Tech Nine's kind of cool. I don't listen to a Tech lot of Nine's music. Tech supposed to be amazing in concert. And his like speed flow <clears throat> is supposed to be the untouched, untouchable. Even uh, Jordan Lucas says like, I can't even do that. Really? Yeah. Did you watch interviews with Joyner or something? Yeah. Yeah. So Joyner was saying, like, no, no, Tech Nine. He's like, one, I can't do that flow. Have like you that. heard Tech Nine? Mm, yeah, I have actually. I couldn't name a fucking song, but yeah, I have heard them or heard him. Um, but he's got beef. Uh, Joyner Lucas has beef with uh, what's his name? Logic over a Tech Nine song they did together. They collaborated on. Anyways. What they were saying though is like nobody can do what Tech Nine does as well as what Tech Nine does. That's essentially what it boiled down to. But it had something to do with the fast flow and blah blah blah. Whatever. It was an interview I watched. I watched a couple of interviews because, um, oh, what's this fucking app called? That's exactly what he's talking about. Okay, so that okay, so that is Tech Nine, right? So Joyner Lucas and uh, Logic have beef because and Logic's a he's I guess half black Logic. Yeah, that makes sense. He doesn't look at it all though. He looks like a little white nerd. No, he looks Puerto Rican. Yeah, not really, not really. I thought he was. Wait, pure. who does Joiner? No, Logic. Logic. Logic's white. He's not. He's half something else. No. Watch the fucking interviews. No, straight up, he's not all white. That's why I was like, "What the fuck?" 
Or at least that's what the interview. Okay. So the interview was. Hold on. I got agony. Oh, shit. Why is that on my history? Anyways, so Jordan Lucas did a genius breakdown of his song, I'm Not Racist, which what I was going to say is Jordan Lucas is now pretty much my favorite rapper ever that I've heard. Like his songs are very well, um, the lyrics are well written. Um, I'm not a huge rap music guy, but his, the way that he raps is awesome to me. Um, and as not a connoisseur of rap, we're not a big fan of it, period. It, uh, Logic's name is Sir Robert Bison Hall II, born in Gettysburg, Maryland. Yeah. Well, I'll say what he's, let me see. Apparently he's got something else in him other than white. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I misunderstood the interview. I'm not going to say that as a fact. But Jordan Lucas and have some kind of beef. Anyways, both of them are good, though. They both can wrap their asses off. Take nine can wrap his ass off. But what makes them different, though, is their lyrics are smart. They don't sound like fucking mumble rap like Molly Percocet, which is miserable shit in my oh, opinion. Oh, his dad is black and his mom is Caucasian. Yeah. So he's. But he looks whiter than fucking looks snow. White. He looks like he could be the lead in Christmas Story, right? Like, that's what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, he looks like the kid from Christmas Story growing yeah, up. Yeah, he does. He really does. So, but he is. So he is half black. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's half black. I so, didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I, when he was saying in the interview, I was like, Logic is the white kid, right? <laughs> I was like, is the white kid, right? Which kind of sucks in a way because like I was like, oh, damn, that's another white guy that can rap. But no, only Eminem. <laughs> only Eminem and Little Dicky. <laughs> that's it. There's no other white guys. But so Jordan Lucas, I listened to, I heard this, this song, because in the video for the song, which is where I was introduced to it by Joe, the -hmm. other podcast host, um, it's not, he's not in the song, in the video. It's a white guy and a black guy. Neither one of them are Joyner Lucas. And Joyner, I watched a bunch of his other songs, and they're, they're about more serious stuff. Like, he has a very, like, deliberate, impactful style. And it's good. His lyrics are good. They're interesting. They're not stupid, just mumble rap, repetitive dog shit. They're actually pretty interesting. They say something. And mm-hmm. they're well-written. And then his style is very passionate. It's it it's it's good. I like it. I, I enjoy it. So this song is probably my favorite rap song I've ever heard. Which one? I'm Not Racist. Be, just because the and you have to watch the video because the video really brings home. Yes. But now we're gonna kind of go through the song because it makes. So I watched. He, he did a video for Genius, which is an app on your iPhone, Android, whatever yeah. that has lyrics for songs, uh-huh. so you can sing along or whatever. Um, and it, but it also does like explanations from the artists, like, uh, okay, so uh, yeah, 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 different artists have done, like, uh, for example, um, uh, what the fucking hell, um, what's that rock band I like? The one that you don't like? I'm having Weezer, to, Weezer, thank you, Weezer. Say, uh, Weezer. Like the, that guy actually writes like yeah you've told me about that yeah 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 so this app does that so he did a video on YouTube for them explaining I'm not racist he doesn't go super in depth like they break it down every like yes uh, but what's his lines. point well so as we go through this I'll kind of okay give right. you give you his thoughts and then kind of my now thoughts I have pity for you black niggas that's the way I feel oh, black lives matter the- okay so this song is gonna we're, we're gonna tell you. When the, this song starts out with a white guy lip syncing this, so you think it's a, it's a big fat white guy with the Make America Great Again hat on. Um, half the song is sung by him, half the song is ha- sung by a young black man. With dreadlocks and with kind dreadlocks, of clothes. Kind of vague clothes. So we're going to, and they're both sitting on opposite sides of a table. So what we're going to do is every 30 seconds we'll stop, kind of give our thoughts on what's been said. But the first hat will tell you when it switches. So it starts off white guy is the one lip-syncing all this. You think he's singing it, if you don't know who Jordan Lucas is. With all due respect, I don't have pity for you black niggas. That's the way I feel. Screaming black lives matter, or the black guys rather be deadbeats than pay your bills. Yelling nigga this and nigga that. Call everybody nigga and get a nigga mad. 
Soon as I say nigga, then everyone react and wanna swing at me and call me racist cause I ain't black. Pound that then. Talking about slavery like you was around back then. Like you was picking cotton off the fucking ground back then. Like you was on the plantation getting down back then. Alright. No. Is that 30, 30 seconds? seconds? Yes. Oh shit. I was timing it up myself, but I stopped. Anyways. So um so in that first part. What Joyner Lucas kind of said about it is like the white guy saying, like giving his frustrations on black culture, right? Um, and more of a, a mainstream, what he sees in the mainstream uh, yeah, media, like an media. opinion of those people. Yes, yeah. but also well, no, I'm saying what Joyner Lucas said though, and then we'll say. What oh, we're saying. Yeah. so Joyner Lucas kind of just saying he's like, there's like this like top level layer of racism in that that he's kind of like this is how he sees black people, mm-hmm. right? And it's not positive. Right. And it's not totally now. Um, Buckethead Nation. It's a dad and a son that watch videos. Yes. A lot yeah, of them yeah. have videos yeah. and they react to it. And the dad said, Yeah, that's fucking right on. Like, that's exactly how people see us because a lot of us are like that. Yes. Right. So he kind of, and that video, I'll link to it in our show notes, was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, painfully amazing. Like, just great. I don't think I ever finished watching that. No, it's, dude, he's like got tears in his eye by the end. Oh, he cries a bunch. Yeah, he always. (laughs) But it's good, though. Like, because he breaks it down, though, in a way that's very good. Yeah. It's, it's, of course. And he understands it from all different directions because he was back around in the 60s. So he actually dealt with white people calling you nigger. Yeah. Like, he understood it. And after this whole thing, we're going to talk about that word in particular. But so that first part is just a white person's general perception of black people in america that's kind of what he's getting i see a black man aiming his gun but i'd rather see a black man claiming his son and now i mean just for one day and you done i mean you still trapped in a rut and i work my ass off and pay my taxes for what so you can keep living on free government assistance food stands for your children but you still trying to sell them for some weed and some liquor or a fucking babysitter while you party on the road because you ain't got no fucking goals you already late you motherfuckers need to get your damn priorities straight wait it's like you're proud to be fake. All right. So in that part, you hear him kind of, again, perpetuating stereotypes of black people. Yes. Um, not totally undeserved in some ways. And that's kind of what the Bucket Nation head guy said is like, we need to get our asses off the couch and get to work. Yeah. He's like, I work hard. I work hard. But he's like, as a culture, we have to work hard. And like claiming the son. Now, he also mentioned the fact that they're, the rates at which fathers are incarcerated in black communities is ridiculous. Buckethead? Yeah, Buckethead. Mm-hmm. And Lucas Joyner didn't actually touch that. He just kind of talked about how he's gradually going a little more racist with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like a little more stereotype, a little more bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for me, it's it, it's true to an extent. Like, yeah, we, you know, claiming your son, that line is, in particular, is... You know, it's rough because you look at the percentages of black families that have no father, and there's two causes. One, deadbeat dads that aren't around. Two, guys that are in prison for having fucking weed in their pocket, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is a society. Which impact. also stems from deadbeat dads not being around. Yeah. Well, to so, an extent. To so an extent. The, so, so, so it's a and, cultural and, thing. And, this been going, and it's been going on for a year. It's not something that happened yesterday. No. Or two it's, years it's ago. It's the 60s. It's it, been happening know. for... S- 40 years yeah. now. But there is a truth in this. Since the war on drugs happened, this has been a part of the collapse of the black family. Yes. And since the war on drugs happened, fathers have been taking out- Because the they won't listen to Whitey. No, what? <laughs> exactly. It, no, it's true though. Because the other thing you have to look at it too is the pro- the way they prosecute, right? And this is not necessarily just racial, but it's classist as well. But they do prosecute poor people. Differently than they prosecute, of course, rich people because rich people can't. And by the rich way, people, rich people can fight it. Like if a rich kid gets pulled over and he's got coke in his car, guess what? He's not doing jail time. Period. He's no, just not. But they're gonna cut a deal. They're I, gonna pay ten thousand dollars for the be fucking real lawyer here. and all that shit. If it, the kid is black, Asian, white, Indian American, Indian Asian, yeah. it doesn't matter. They're gonna have if they have the money, they don't go to jail. If they don't have the money, they go to jail. That's just, and that's, that's no. not trying to whitewash it going, oh, we all have a victim. No, no, no the difference is that there's areas like 
Compton, like Chicago, Detroit, like Baltimore, well, that are majority well, black. Whereas if you go, oh well, but yeah, but there's white areas that are all white. No, they're not. You really break it down. Lots of white areas. Well, a lot of poor white white areas are rural. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. They're rural. They have five cops patrolling. They're spread. Far, you know, 5,000 people here, 10,000 people here, 5,000 people here, fi- and those 8,000 people are from that community and they know all the people there. Whereas when you come to a place, to big, large city centers, like Baltimore, like a Baltimore, like a Chicago, you've got like New 2 York, million people like there LA. or a million people. Mm-hmm. You've got cops that no, don't know. LA, 25 million people. The cops don't fucking know you. The chances yeah. of you getting a I'm cop going about, into I'm, your neighborhood. I'm calling, that, talking about Baltimore. Baltimore. It's like a million You're, people. It's more than that. I so two million. Yeah, but it's but a, that's it's a, a lot heavily black ghetto area where nobody knows anybody. Black cops don't know black people. Black no. people don't know black people. Nobody knows anybody. So there's no community. So when you go, oh, well, what about the white people? Part of the reason well, they don't and, have that and, problem is not because they don't do the. It's because they're in the boonies. If you go throughout the country, go to a go to an area in the country that's has white five people. million people or two million people. That's yeah. the majority white. San Francisco? No. Yeah. If you break it down, it's actually pretty even all the way across Indian, Asian, yeah, black, well, and white. Yeah, you go through those four groups. You're talking about Indian and Asian who tend to be more affluent. So, it, But they also it, don't it commit crime the, worth a shit. It, yeah, but it also fucks up the statistical analysis because you're not comparing apples to apples. You're looking for poor communities, right? Yeah. P- poor communities, period, have higher crime rates, period. Yes. Across the board, whether it's Asian, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. They do have high, higher crime rates. And they also higher prosecution rates, higher incarceration rates, because they can't fight the fucking thing. That's that's a problem with our judicial system. We have too much, and this is government interference, government going, oh, we're going to take care of you. We're going to, and then mm-hmm. they come in and they put you in jail because it makes a lot of money. It's a problem. Yeah. And, and what do they especially do? Especially in places like a Baltimore, right? Where there is systemic racism. Well, and you that's do existed have- for a long time where they've created. And at, it, by the way, it's point, systemic racism, point, not against blacks point. or whites. It's political class versus normal people. Yeah. No, it's, it's and no, no, no but Baltimore, they've been in able Baltimore, to pull, it's like legitimately racist. But they've been able racial. to they've been but that's the thing is they've been able to pull the wall over black people's eyes way better than whites or Mexicans, partly well, no, because partly because of the demographic. There's a lot of black people there. But also because they've been able to convince them. By in the sixties, taking away the fathers and going, you have to be on the government yeah. welfare. Well, that whereas Mexicans, but, but, you can't, but, you can't fuck no, no, with no. them the same. Yeah, but Me- Mex- Baltimore doesn't have Mexicans like it does. No, no, like. I'm saying, but you could try that in L.A. It won't happen the same because no. they'll spread all out all over the place once yeah. they start getting arrested, and then you also have very tight communities of, uh, of where you've got the grandpa that lives there, no, the no, grandma, the uncle. They take that father role, whereas in the black communities, it's very, it's different. It's a different structure. Yeah, well, and but in and like that's not a negative. Now, that's just a, and, that's just and, the way. It and is. in a Baltimore or in a Chicago, right, where they do have systemic racism. And when I say systemic, I'm talking about the fact that they literally only allow black people to live in certain areas. They intentionally kept them ghettoized, kept them poor, kept them disenfranchised, right, in those areas throughout time. At this <clears throat> point, that's not anymore the law, right? <laughs> Yeah. But the fact that you have 50, 60 years of that. Oh, should we keep listening to this song? Yeah. But the fact that you have 50, 60 years of that, is, it has created a cyclical problem as well <laughs> as the fact that they're, because they're poor, right? They're poor, but why are they poor? They're poor because they haven't had fathers in that community for 40 years. Yeah. So my point is, in certain areas, that is 100% true. That's well, and, not, and uh, that is not some The way fantasm. to fix it is to vote for people the, that the, aren't no, black yeah. necessarily. That aren't no. The way to fix it is to legalize drugs to take away. Some no, but of the I was going to say, but to also vote for people like Ron Paul or Rand Paul. Yes, or like, hey, let's fuck these. Right. Ra- yeah. Instead, you vote for somebody that's black because he's the same color. He convinces you that he's going to yeah. help you, and he's been fucking you the no, whole. Rahm Emanuel. More, more likely in those areas, you're going to vote for a white guy who plays a bleeding heart liberal who says, "I'm going to take care." Actually, of Actually, no. In those areas, they're all black, but. Some of them, not Baltimore, all of them. Everybody's black. Oh, that's true. But, but that, that but the thing is, yeah, that's, that's why I said though, and it's, it not, it's racism cla- versus it becomes a political versus well, people. At this point, it's become classist. Yes. So it's more about the financial. Thirty years situation. ago, it was racist. Yes. Now it it's started classist. as racial. It's become classist. It's like Maxine but it, Waters. But 
in California. Indirectly, it's still racial because the black people were the ones who put in the position that they're going to be the poor. Flint, Michigan, for instance. People complain about that. Fucking Trump didn't fix it. Fucking he hates black people. You don't see it very often, but once in a while when they talk about it, they tried it for like a week and it just didn't. Yeah. Well, because Obama didn't fucking fix it either. But Flint, Michigan is run by blacks. Yeah. Everybody in the, the mayor, everybody is black. Or Muslims. They have a lot of Muslims too. The Flint, Michigan, or the big city. What else is in Michigan? Uh, Detroit, Michigan. Oh yeah, Detroit. Michigan. Anywhere that can help there has never helped them at all. Yet no. all of them are black. The governor's super liberal of Michigan. Yeah, never helped them. Oh, it's a very liberal. State. But so, but somehow it's Trump's fault. But then you look. Whoa, what about all the black people yeah. that run your state? The people well, that are supposed to have your back. They don't because it's not. It's racist. But because it's become a political game of yeah, I can and Maxine class, Waters is a perfect a example. Yeah, she is in charge of one of the poorest districts in California, in Southern California, all of California. But she's in Southern California. She lives eighteen miles outside of that district in yep. a four million dollar home, yep. and her area where she governs is one of the worst in the state for crime, for drugs, from poverty, all these things. Yeah, for displaced family, disenfranchised But she sits people. there on the podium, I'm for the black man, I'm here to help. No, you're not. You're, you are an Uncle Tom. You are exactly what black people are afraid of from white yeah. people, and you sit there and play on their race but, and fuck them well, you know and have funny. no problem with it you because know you're funny. a piece of shit. You know what's funny with like a Maxine Waters is that she's the type of person that whips everybody into calling her Ben Carson, Uncle Tom, house yes. nigga. You know, yeah. that, that, that's what they call Ben Carson. And if you don't believe me, go look up Ben Carson on Facebook and see what fucking people say about him, in particular black people. It is the most racist bile you'll ever see. I've been called a racist on Facebook because I defended Ben Carson to black people Saying like, hey, you can't call them all these names. They call me racist for calling them out for saying things like Uncle Tom, House Nigger, these kind of terms. And this what does Ben Carson and, want and, for the black community? I'm not he calling anybody to- that. They were calling him that. I said, hey, that's not cool. And they said I was a racist because I said they shouldn't call black men you but, know, the N-word. And, and what is, what's he racist for? What's he at Uncle Tom for? For, for wanting people to do better. For wanting, for wanting to black help. people to have... Happy households yeah. with a father and a mother, or two fathers and a mo- and yeah. kid. He did, he's not even about anti-gay. And, 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 it's just a steady household with a decent job and a happy life. And yeah. they go, "You're racist." Yeah. What? Well, and this is a the guy. F- that, it's a guy who came from a poor ghetto neighborhood with a single parent mother who couldn't fucking read and became the greatest neurosurgeon known to human history. But he's an Uncle Tom. The great, no, but. Ben Carson is the people always make fun of him because he's kind of sleepy in the way he talks and right. everything. Ben Carson is the greatest neurosurgeon who has ever walked the planet, and he's a black guy. And you know what's sad? And it's beautiful. Is it's that wonderful. Joe Rogan? And everybody hates. If his he guts. was liberal, Joe they Rogan would have him. him on his podcast. Oh, and yeah. praise him like he's a god, like he does Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. But because he's conservative, well, he's crazy. Neil deGrasse Tyson's only an astrophysicist. He's never done anything actually applicable. No, no, but my point it's is- It's all theoretical, though. Here's I'm, my point. No, my point with Neil deGrasse Tyson, though, is Neil deGrasse Tyson is theoretical. That's all fucking- My it's, point is- It's equations and thought. But no, no, this is what, because he's liberal, he's, he's renowned as a god. Ben Carson is real-world application of that science- he actually separated fucking Siamese twins. When it was impossible. When it was not something anybody could do. He's oh, and those done twins, thing- by the way, are doing great. They both graduated college. Yeah, he's done things nobody imagined was possible, and he's a house nigger. Yeah. How the fuck but, is that but, possible? But imagine if he was liberal and voted for Obama. Oh, He would be oh, on Joe Rogan. He'd be deified. He'd, he'd be, be on, on Joe every other fucking day and they'd be sucking his dick as hard as they yep. could. But instead, as everybody feminine. teases him because he has a picture of Jesus in his house. Yeah. Because he closes his eyes when he talks. Because, but you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson in his stupid fucking outfits he wears and the weird way he talks. Oh, that's that's funny. That's original. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he follows the well, and, and fucking follows the line. Because you know what Neil, Neil Tyson, Tyson is? He's a he smart is dude. an actual house nigger. 
Because he doesn't think outside the box for himself. He I'm goes... Gonna, I'm going to have to edit that. He goes, oh, <laughs> oh, you want me to say this on national TV? Okay, no problem. I'll say that. No, I'll I, pu- okay. no, 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 fuck no. him. You, you Go watch some of his YouTube videos. Yeah. He's, he's a piece he's of shit. Yeah. When he... he inter- well, I'll, uh, And he's become a fucking let, arrogant asshole because he's now on TV all the time. Well, let's put it this way. He's interviewing with Katy Perry sitting there laughing while she's like make, like joking around about no, stuff. A couple times he made faces that have become memes. I know, but he should have been like, I'm not doing this because this is a disgrace to our fucking country yeah. and to what I represent. I represent something that's good. He, well, he represents, she represents bimboism it, it, and I am it, not de- putting myself yeah. in that category. Well, in all do, you think, do you think, what's his name? Um, Sam Harris would go, sure, no problem. Let me make myself look like a fucking fool so Katy Perry can get her fucking rocks off. No, he'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, <coughs> I would say this for Neil I don't even like side. Sam Harris, but at Neil least he has Degra- some self-fucking respect. Yeah, and Sam Harris, well, Sam Harris, Neil deGrasse Tyson, they're both intellectuals. They're incredibly intelligent people. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson, I don't agree with him on everything, like some of his ideas on some stuff. Again, or it's Sam. Neil, both. Both. I don't agree with him on everything, on especially political. But Neil deGrasse Tyson is a very smart man, and he is a, a high intellectual. My point was he he's willing a, to throw that away, even though to he, make people to make the mainstream oh yeah, well, media became, happy with him. He but became a Ben Carson's not. He became a pop culture pup, puppet. That's but what Ben Carson's not, Tyson and right everybody now. calls him a loser and a house nigger, and degrades everything he does. Oh yeah, because of that. Because he's like, no, no, no. I want black families to be as successful as I am. Yeah. Nope. Can't have that around here. They need to be on food stamps. Fuck you. And me oh, and you sit here and, and go, by, whoa, whoa, whoa. And by, and we by don't the care way, if you're black. We want you to have a good job and be res- like, have the same respect we get. Yeah. But that also, we get that respect because our clothes fit us properly. Because we dress a certain way. Because well, we talk a certain things. way. And I get you have your culture. But at some point, I have my culture. But that doesn't mean I get to wear cowboy boots everywhere and a cut-off tee. I'm yeah. a gym rat. Do I get to wear a cut-off tee everywhere I fucking go because that's what I am? Yeah. No. Well, I go that, to the gym, okay. and then when I but go to that, work, I wear a tee. I wear what is applicable to the job site. Yeah, but, It doesn't matter but, what but, I want. But that's also a conflation of uh, a No, because tie- I've heard people talk, no, no, about, oh, no, no. Like, it, talk to me that, personally That was about actually it. a thing in, Lucas, in Jordan Lucas's uh, analysis that he did, right? He talks about the clothes, and I think we'll get to it in a second, in a minute. But the clothes being a part of the culture, right? Yeah. But one, that's not, that's kind of a weird stretch. And that's not even true. Look at how Marvin Gaye dressed. Look at how Louis Armstrong dressed. Look at how, look at, look at how fucking Kevin, look how Kevin Hart fucking dresses. Like, no, but I'm talking about, because he's going to say culturally. So you have to go back in culture to, Device yeah, up. like I, yeah. You could say I dress like a culturally like a cowboy because John Wayne dressed like that. And, he says I dress culturally like this in my baggy jeans or my yeah. big T-shirt because this is how who dressed. What's the guy from the rap? Sammy Davis Jr. dressed. No, that's not how he dressed. Yeah, he dressed in a fucking suit all the time. So yeah. you can, or even, or you want to go with somebody else, you can go with somebody else. But Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye. Well, Jimi Hendrix did not wear baggy yeah. pants and well, the, most most of the my, black most of the black icons right now though don't either. It's a very strange argument. Yeah, they wear baggy clothes. It's kind of baggy but tight. Yeah, but they still dress nice. Now. No, no, but like, I'm talking about culturally. Dress. I'm talking about not. No, no, I, I'm not no, no, talking no, about the, rappers. The cult- I'm talking about regular people on an everyday basis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying and to say oh well it's cultural no. Just like rap music is not cultural music. Sorry, rap music is not cultural. Just because well, rap music, no, cultural. because 100% that would be cultural. saying the KK singing about the KKK mm. is cultural for white no, no, people. No, 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 no. no yes, you're, no, you're no, confla- you're conflating. No. You're conflating the music with the lyrics. You're conflating me. No, we, yes. Oh, who is the first rapper? Yeah, cultural. Not a gang fucking glorification whatsoever. That didn't happen for a while after rap started. Until NWA rap, came out. Rap came out as a... But you can't really no, no, consider no. the original no. rap rap music if you yeah. go back no, and listen it to it. It fucking was, though. Mm. It fucking was. Here's the thing. Shitty party music, no, maybe, but culturally, not rap music. Black people Way brought, too much LSD. Black people brought us the blues, right? They brought, brought us 
soul music. Yes. These kind of things. Rap music did come from that. That's 100% no, true. I'd say R&B did. I'd say rap did not. Yeah, No, rap 100% did. No, it didn't come I from fucking agree. Whitey. I don't think it's cultural is my point. No, no, no. It is cultural. I don't think it so. No, it came from that musical expression. Just like heavy metal is 100% from white people. No, it's not. Really? Who sounds more heavy metal? Go listen to some of the shit Jimi Hendrix played. That was way more heavy metal than anybody back then. Okay. The way he played the guitar? Compared to Led Zeppelin? <laughs> yeah. No, you lose. Led Zeppelin was sucking a lot of white cock back Not, then. Okay, here's my point, though. No, no, rap music is culturally black, I, but that doesn't mean that when you glorify- uh, Hold on, hold on. No. Eminem's calling. He just said it's not. No. What? And Oh, wait. He no, said no. no. He feels Joyner, guilty now. No, yes. Joyner Lucas actually mentions this in, in, in his breakdown. That. I know. He says that- he says that one of the problems with rap music, because it is black culturally, yeah. 100%. It came from black people. Just like the blues did. Yeah, yeah. keep going, keep going. Don't so, get stuck on it. He says that one of the problems is they start glorifying <laughs> doing drugs, doing crime, doing things that are harmful to you, rather than using it to express yes. something positive, something that like you can grow Like Wally Exactly. Versus and, no, and Tupac's talk, mama. And he talks hella shit. Now, I don't agree. But like, like, like I don't, Tupac's I mama, say, though, talking about respecting women, you know what song I'm talking about? His famous, yeah, yeah, he yeah. talks about his mom. Like, that's, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, that's a, yeah, it's well, a good song. Uh, and, it's a positive song. And, and it's sad, but positive. Joyner Lucas talks about- You listen about, to Molly Percocet, you're like, well, this song just don't make sense. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, although, I don't know if, how many rappers would actually call that rap either. It's mumble rap. That's what's considered nowadays. Yeah, there are, but like the hardcore MCs don't really consider. But my point with that is that rap is cultural, but and gangster rap even like some of the stuff they did. When you look at NWA, right? NWA they fucked the police, all this shit, right? It was all fake, but yeah. That's my point, though, is that like for them, they were just talking about the struggle growing up in the ghetto, like, and they did deal with some bullshit from the cops. Yeah, of course. The LA cops are infamous for that, right? So they dealt with bullshit from the cops. They dealt with profiling that wasn't fair and wasn't justified. In fact, NWA, (laughs) with one exception, were mostly clean cut kids that were artistic. Yeah, they never got in trouble. They were good kids. They weren't bad kids. They dressed like punks, sure. Yeah, who cares? But even even back then, it was just more perception dickies and. Yeah, well, and and it was a perception thing. It was, oh, they're thugs. Because you had groups like the religious right, who guess what? In January, you're going to find out a lot about those guys, and it's not really there's not a lot of positives. The religious right, the Southerners, you know, who fucking were racist. Period. End of discussion. You know, you had a lot of people that were powerful that saw that as a threat because it showed a human side to them. Like even some of their song, even fuck the police. What they were saying was not fuck cops because they're cops, right? But fuck this shit. The government lording over us like we're some kind of fucking, ba- like some kind of servants. And they were right. They weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. Just because the lyrics are abrasive and aren't fun to listen to if you're a cop, they weren't wrong. Because they were calling out a corruption that doesn't, it's not based on an individual cop. It's based on the way society's handling things. And if Eddie Bravo was here, he'd probably tell us that it was because the CIA was in charge of all <laughs> well, this shit. Probably. Well, but that's Which the thing. If you though. actually dig but, into it, it probably is somewhat true. Well, look, but look at NWA. Diversion. Look at the NWA, though. I mean, you're talking about kids that were, uh, except for uh, EZ, right? He was the one that was actually a punk like, or kind of a gangbanger. Yeah, he did was. Some, he did never some got in trouble for it. Yeah. No, he got arrested a couple times. No, he did. He got arrested. Not, not for much. That's my point. Is even their worst, their most hard credentialed street guy, wasn't that bad a dude Shit. either. Yeah, like he was just kind of a punk. Like he wasn't a. Like the fuck. But the rest of them weren't even that bad. Like they didn't do anything. They were good kids. They were good students. They were. They had no interest in being in gangs. They were actually terrified of gangs because they didn't want to kick their ass all the time. They were good kids, and look at them. To this day, they're successful guys. They work their ass off. They're good dudes. There's nothing wrong with those guys. Mm-hmm. And even though, like I said, sometimes art is abrasive. And that's why I say rap. Like when you look at certain rappers and songs, like 
when you on a surface level, if you're not like if you don't have a some kind of background in it or context, it does sound like oh that's a little rough. But then when you, if you look at it deeper than that, you go oh that's good. Like Molly Percocet, irredeemable. It's dog shit. It's just glorifying drugs, you know. And there's a lot of shit like that. But then you listen to Jedi Mind Tricks. Those guys ain't glorifying anything bad, except for Muslims because they're Muslim. So. Yeah, but even then, what my point is talking about killing Christians. All the time. Well, okay, okay. My point, my point though, is when they talk about street culture and like and gangs and violence and stuff, it's not. That would be more uh, it's, gangs and violence and stuff would be more. Um, Joe uh, is more of an aficionado in this uh, area. What are they called? The ones that immortal seem, techniques. Yes, immortal techniques. More gangbanger. Glorifying it. Talking about it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. okay. Jedi mind tricks is very uh, religious. It's very Muslim-based. Talking about the Jews and Catholics and fuck them all, basically. Like, the odds of their music, it is not as ghetto as, like, whereas Immoral Technique is very hardcore. Yeah, here's the ghetto. This Mm -hmm. is the hell that these black kids Because they're from from Hell's Kitchen, I think. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Maybe, I don't don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah. But, so my point, though, is that in, in black culture... You know, you do see it, and we'll get into this more in the song. So let's let's go with the next thirty seconds, because lazy as fuck, and you rather sell drugs and get a job and be straight, and then you turn around and complain about the poverty rate. Fuck out of my face! You can't escape problems. You could pray for some change, but can't break a dollar. Got nobody else to blame, so you blame Donald. They fucked the world with a make America great condo. My voice bent back. I'm not racist. My sister's boyfriend's black. I'm not racist. My sister-in-law's baby cousin Tracy got a brother and his girlfriend's black. My head's in the cloud. Heard it's not enough jobs for all the men in your house. Maybe we should build a wall to keep the Mexicans out. Or maybe we should send them all to the ghetto for now. I'm not racist. All right. So um, at that point, what Lucas Joyner said on his thing is that, or Joyner Lucas. Damn it. I keep saying it backwards. Anyways, go ahead. Um, what he was saying is like uh, it kind of he's starting to expose a little bit more of his racism, like the the deeper seated stuff. Because on the surface, he doesn't act as a racist all the time, right? Um, but it's starting some of it's starting to seep out a little bit. Like you know those Mexicans, fuck those Mexicans. Let's send them to the ghetto. Oh, they're doing the jobs that you blacks should be doing. Oh, okay. So he's he's kind of a, he's he's implying somewhat that like the the perception of white people is that blacks should be doing the shitty jobs, but the fucking Mexicans are doing them because they came in illegally. So let's fix that problem. You can do the shitty jobs now, black people. So still kind of con- it's still condescending. It's still negative. Um, and in part, there's truth to that. Like that's not a completely unfair assessment across the well, board. Well, because if As a, if you're looking at it in generalizations, right? Go to Louisiana, go to some of the deep south, go to Mississippi. Well, let's be honest. Go to too. Oklahoma. There's a lot of that, and now there is some merit even in that, though. But let me say that, this: Hey, guess what? If you don't have a good education and you're from a shitty place, having a hardworking job is not a bad thing. Yeah, and you know why they say that? White people say that. Like, what are you sitting at? It's because in those shitty areas where there are no Mexicans and blacks, just whites, they do those shitty jobs yeah, the, oh, and they yeah. don't complain. They, they do. That's their life. They're, your dad's well, a job. Who, who are all the coal miners? But your dad's a trash no. man forever. You live in a little town in Missouri yeah, that like nobody he, lives. It's 10,000 people and it's a majority white. Are they racist? No, they don't give a fuck, but they do not like it when they're working the trash truck and then they see some black guy collecting welfare. And they're like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Get off your ass and do the shitty job. Yeah. I do. I'm not, I pay for my shit. It sucks. My life is horrible, but I do it. Yeah. In the ghettos, you won't do it, but you're okay with Mexicans coming into it. Fuck that. But fuck you too, because you don't seem to give a fuck about yourself. Well, I think it's a multi layer thing because you have like, what he's saying is somewhat true. White people do see black people as like, hey, why don't you do the shitty jobs if you're stupid and you don't have a fucking ability to do something better? But at the same time, there's a flip side to that coin, which is white people also do look at it and go, I fucking do. I'm a trash man. I work in a coal mine. That's a very heavily white field. I work in construction. No, I'm a welder. That's a Mexican white. That's all that does that, right? Mostly. Pours concrete. 
Mexicans and whites. Drywalls. Mexicans. Where the fuck? Not you, whites. You got Mexicans in California. It's only Mexicans. But you get, you got you got millions of blacks in California, no, no. and you never see any of them on these job sites. Why? No. Well, you and see that, that gets frustrating no, no. to Mexicans well, and, too. They're going and, fuck you, blackie. Yeah. You're not coming here. I'm working on my site because yeah. you're not going to work hard. I already know that because you know I've worked with but, one but, black guy. But in that's my also life. an assumption too because they're. I'm talking about I'm from a Mexican perspective. No, no, no. I'm, from Mexicans, we've well, known Mexi- Mexicans that do not are, like black people. But why? Mexicans are more racist than white people. Let's just be honest. But they also Mexicans hold- are very, very but, judgmental of other races. Oh, of course. But part of that comes from what he's saying is they look at it and go, I will do this shitty job. I'm yeah. coming here illegally and I'll do that shit and I don't care. Yeah. You're fucking asshole who is legal, who has his ID, who does, yeah, you doesn't have, have to, to worry about the cops. Sending him back you to his other country. You don't country. have to worry about let me get a taking you back. Yeah, and no. you're still too lazy to get off your fucking ass and f- do this so job. That, That's so not that fucking hard. Luca, Jordan Lucas is not wrong in his assessment. Yeah, of people looking down at black people and saying, "Hey, fuck pick you. yourself up and go. You can go do that shit." But at the same time, there's a flip side to that coin, which is there's a lot of white people and Mexicans that do do those jobs. That are like, hey, you could do this too, bitch. If you can't do anything else, you can fucking come out here yeah. with us and do this hard work too. So it, yeah, it's not all corporate much, white guys as in much as, suits going, exactly, you exactly. guys clean my trash can. It's not all Donald Trump. No, it's not everybody's Donald Trump. No. They're not. There's a lot of white guys that are like And there's a, a lot of black a, people fucking, that are rich as shit a, that go, I'm not cleaning my trash can. You know who will though? Not my Mexicans. Mexicans. <laughs> not black people. Mexicans I, get the shit in Kevin the Hart sits there and goes, I know that. No, no black guy yeah, with his. Well, what race do you think his maids are? What Seriously. race do you think his gardeners are? We you think know what race you ever Arnold think, Schwarzenegger's you know, maids were. Hey, you know what race? Kevin Hart. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, we'd like to mow your yard. White guy. Okay, maybe they'll do a decent job. We'll see. Probably going to be expensive. Mexican. Yeah, I know. I get a good price, and they're going to do a good job. Yeah. Black guy knocks on his door. Hey, I want to mow your yard. Kevin Hart will say, "Nah, I'm good, bro." Because he doesn't fucking trust them. Yeah. Well, that's, does that make Kevin Hart racist? I don't know. Well, you're you potentially that's what Kevin Hart would say. No, I guarantee you, because <laughs> because of so, because of what society standards for blacks has become. Yes. Because no, no, I see what you're saying. Of yeah. what politicians, not even black people, it's not their fault. It's what politicians have it, no, basically no, it's pushed the perception. Into, it's the perception. Politicians have it's pushed like, them into this corner hey, of Mexicans you will take our welfare. Work, you take welfare. <clears throat> and if you if we see you on these hardworking jobs, we're gonna have to be suspicious it, of you because there's gotta be another reason. Because well, no, all you're good for is taking welfare. Yeah, yeah it's That's a prejudice, if not racist, perception yeah. from everybody. From every, across the black board. Black people oh, you hear black people teasing about it class. all the time on late night shows and stuff. Black people teasing about how they don't trust other black people. Like, that damn, that true. nigga showed up, and I'm like, I don't want you touching my shit. Yeah. Why is this guy moving my? I don't want this guy moving my stuff. I want a Mexican showing up. Well, I want a big fat white guy. <laughs> so does that make me racist because I'm white? Even though Kevin Hart has the same feeling, so does The Rock. Yeah. So does Id- Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah. Who's like, oh, I don't want him touching my stuff. <laughs> that nigga is going to steal it. <laughs> I'm gonna be the next James Bond. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, and it's and, and, like I said, it's the flip side of the coin. And like I said, too, because the, Luke, the, at the end of the day, Jordan Lucas is not wrong in what I know he's, he's saying, not. and I'm not saying, but there's also another side to and that. And I'm also not blaming this on blacks either or the black community. No. This is 100% in my opinion a political and corrupt political media thing. That, and they have figured the easiest race to the only race they were able to take out years ago was the black community. They tried with whites with other drugs. They tried with Mexicans with other drugs. It did not work the same. Well, and you're also talking about 13% of the population. Yeah. And they were able to- But I'm saying- And, hey, well, well, let's be completely honest. Democrats won. They tried it with cocaine, though, with white people. They really did. And then they realized they liked it just as much. They used it a little different. But they realized they liked it just as much, so they're like, we can't fucking make- No, but what I was going to say, is because of slavery, then the Civil War, then Reconstruction, they were able to ghettoize and corral- Black people, in a way that only Native Americans have been corralled. Uh-huh. 
But Native Americans got all these protections and all this, all these rights, and they're sovereign states within the state. Black people got the shit end of that stick. They said, hey, look, we freed you, but now we're going to treat you like fucking shit. You can't go where the white boy is. You have to use a different bathroom. You have to use a different bus. You don't get to be fucking shit. And, we're ma- the and the majority of that And then when the de- Democrats. Democrats finally said, oh, you know what? We want the black belt. Because prior to the 1960s, they did not. No. But once they decided they wanted it, they said, oh, we're going to give you welfare. And we're going to get you hooked on drugs so that you're dependent upon us. And from there on, you're going to be dependent upon us. And right, at, the same, at the same time, I think the Republicans also played a part in that behind the scenes. Yeah. In the in the single party system. Well, like I said, it's become political. Slaves too. It's blacks versus the political class. Yeah, that's what is the the problem in this country right now. It is not Donald Trump. It is not Rand Paul. It's not Herman Cain. It's blacks versus politics. Yeah, and which they're useful to the political system only as long as they're held down. Did you see what Charles Barkley said? Hmm. He said after what's Doug Jones won, he's like. Now the Democratic Party has to understand they have to change. Yeah. We gave them this. We voted for them. Like, this is their test. We gave them this in Alabama. We get to see what they do with it. No, no, not just that. But, like, (laughs) in a lot of ways, what he said was not what they wanted to hear. Oh. It was a very, like, this is your shot. If you fuck this up. The black community no longer is with the I'm with Democratic the Democratic Party because you know he was out there all the time to, for like a week he was uh, promoting Jones yeah but after Wait, he won whoa. he was like this is your test and it's like oh shit okay let's hit the song again <clears throat> and I never lied but I think there's a disconnect between your culture and mine I worship the Einsteins studied the Steve Jobs but you ride Tupac's dick like he was a fucking god oh my god. And all you care about is rapping and stunting and being ratchet And that's the nigga within you Music right in your brain and slowly start to convince you Then you let your kids listen and then the cycle continues Blame it all on the menu Blame it on those drinks Blame it on everybody except for your own race Blame it on white privileges Blame it on white kids And just blame it on white citizens Aim it the vice president <coughs> Okay, what are your thoughts there? Let's just keep going Oh, wait, hold Bunch on of class clowns Niggas kneeling on the field, that's a flag down. How dare you try to make demands for this money? You gonna show us some respect, you gonna stand for this country, nigga. I'm not racist. I'm just prepared for this type of war. I heard Eminem's rap at the awards. Who's he fighting for? Y'all can take that motherfucker too. He ain't white no more. It's like you wanna be so famous. You'll do anything for attention and a little payment. I can't take you nowhere without people pointing fingers. Pants hanging off your ass. You ain't got no home training. Put your fucking pants up, nigga. Put that suit back on. Take that do-rag off. Take that goat out your mouth. Quit the pitiful stuff. And then maybe police will stop killing you. Fuck you. What the fuck? I'm not racist. It's like we're living in the same building but splitting the two floors. I'm not racist. But there's two sides of every story. I wish that I knew yours. Okay, so... We pretty much kind of covered all that, the pants, yeah. the the cultural stuff, you know, that stuff, you know, in, Even ne- in oh, his song. Oh, oh, he his says song. kneeling on the field. You know, well, he, he also drops a hard R, nigger. Yeah. Which Joyner Lucas says, like, that's the point where it, like, the vitriol that's deep inside, that, that deep-seated racism that he doesn't necessarily engage in. I would say prejudice, not racism, but go ahead. To an extent, it's racism. I I think that racism is too loosely used. Oh, I I agree. So I think think people need... Let's define it in the modern context. The modern context, racism means prejudice because it no longer means an actual hatred. But that's my problem. I'm saying, let's be real and let's talk about... In reality, what what is to be talked about is not racist. It's prejudice. Yeah. And that... So that's still a problem, obviously. It's a misperception. There's a a deep-seated prejudice. And even with Mexicans... It is not so much racism; it is prejudice yeah. that they feel towards and prejudice other races. Should be the word they use. It should be the word used too, because it's a more powerful word. Racism should be resol- reserved for actual racism. Yes, but prejudice actually explains it better and makes it more. It doesn't sell on TV, so no, it would though, because if you used it right, people would actually be. Here's the problem, though: white people like you and me, right? Such as. That's so, we're which Mexican. one would work better? We're me- we're, we're such Mexican. as, such we're, as, we're Mexican such as. and white, right? 
So for us, when somebody calls us a racist, what do we do? Fuck you. Like there's literally no impact to me. Yeah. Like if somebody calls me a racist, I'm like, go fuck yourself. Man, I have never if I'm met, being honest, I have literally when somebody no, no. calls me racist, I immediately write their address down, go back that night, burn a cross <laughs> in their yard yes. for effect. No. Just just to just to prove that I'm not racist because I <laughs> no, put it out. No, but my point is though, <laughs> is if somebody calls me a racist, instantly I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Like what the fuck was You're that? You're just an ignorant I'm fuck. Like, number one, I'm part Mexican, bitch. Like I'm not my last name is Gomez. I'm not a fucking racist, you ass clown. Now, could I be? Yeah, because anybody can be racist, right? But I don't hate anybody because I've literally never known a black person I didn't like. Like, I've never had a bad experience with a black person. I've also never lived in the ghetto. When he... No, no. When she told me she was a she, and then he popped out that D, you were, that that was my one bad experience with the black. I have to be honest with you. <laughs> You're so full of shit. But my point... No, my point always is when somebody calls me racist, it means... Nobody pushed it back in, that's for sure. It, mean, it, it means nothing to me. Yes. It means nothing because I'm like, that's bullshit. But if somebody called you prejudiced. In- if somebody called you prejudiced, you have to go, oh, oh shit, am I a little prejudiced? And yeah, everybody fucking is. Yeah. White, black, but Muslim, that just proves, Asian, that just proves, it doesn't matter. Once again, that just proves how pathetic our media is and yeah. our government. Well, where they, they don't, don't want you to actually think. No, They, they want don't. you to go off of pure, unbi- out of fear. Fear emotion, fear. fear emotion, fear emotion. Oh, I'm racist. Oh my god, I'm not racist. You know what we need to do? We need to we need to make sure we have a black Superman. We need to make sure we have a yeah. a, a, a Muslim, uh, a Muslim Batman. A Muslim Pope. A Muslim, Pope. <laughs> a Muslim Batman. But he's not. But it's based off a comic book where he's white. It doesn't matter. We can't be racist. The fuck well, does that have and, to do with race? And guess what? It's if a you, character. If you make a good story where that makes sense, so, okay, whatever. Oh, so we have to have diversity, right? Because we can't be racist. Forced. So Nelson Mandela Forced. is going to be white. Oh, that's not allowed. Well, I'm confused, though, because if race doesn't matter, then I can have well, that's Hugh exact, Jackman playing that's Nelson Mandela. But I can't, game. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because why? Because you're basing it off of fear and emotion, okay. not off of fact. Let's, not get off back of, to, let's get back to the song. But- Jordan Lucas is making a good point there, though, is there is this deep-seated prejudice. Yes. A lot of people, and it's not necessarily even a, it's not malicious, it's not evil. It is literally what Facebook and TV feed us 24-7 on purpose. Yes. It's a perception thing. It's a perception thing. If you watch Fox News all the time, of course you're going to be scared of Mexicans and blacks. Yeah. Of course. Duh. Fuck, but, if you watch CNN and, all the time, you're going to be okay. scared of a lot of other races. Let's be Because real. CNN even plays into this shit. Even though they shame you for it, they still run the narrative. CNN will make you scared to wear your MAGA hat outside. Whereas if you watch too much Fox, you're going to be scared that you're not going to have a job the next day. Yeah. Exactly. I would say those are the two differences. Yeah. Because they don't make you scared of blacks or Mexicans. They make you scared of what that... What that the impact. The impact of what an illegal immigrant could have on your life. Yeah. So that, oh, no, that's scary. But they all run the stories about the black criminal. And it's the boogeyman. They've been doing it for years. It's a tactic. Black people are- much. Fox doesn't run those stories as much. CNN. I'm talking about CNN. Oh, I'm talking about the media yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. The scary boogeyman. Oh, always the, boogeyman. The big black kid. He was really not going after the cop, but was he? Yeah. Next exactly. time with Wolf yeah. Blitzer. 